It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And uh, happy 4th of July on the 2nd of July. But we're just a few days ahead, but uh, it is the season. And uh, we do celebrate the birth of our nation. So we say happy birthday to the United States of America. And uh if you're like I am, I'm proud of my country. I love my country. I love the flag. And uh, I'm just one of those kind of guys. And uh, it's always a lot of fun for me to do these shows where we just celebrate America. We're going to be playing a lot of music today and uh, some different types of things. I hope that you'll enjoy it. And uh, stay with me for a full hour because my heart is to be a blessing to you today. We are... Uh, same rules. We don't talk sports, politics, doctrine. Always speak well of one another. And that's our goal. It always is. It has been from the very beginning. We started this show. It is now 1,129 shows that uh, we've done over well over 20 years now. And uh, I always like to do special shows on special events, such as the 4th of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, um, sometimes Labor Day, not always, uh, Easter, uh, Christmas, because I like to celebrate special times. And I've always enjoyed the um, 4th of July because it's a day that's kind of like uh, no other holiday. You really don't have to do a whole lot of things special. Just celebrate the fact that we have freedom. And there were some people who said, in a, I know it had to have been a very, very hot room for many, many days to hash it out. And from what I understand, there was some real hashing that had to be done. These people, I mean, they had to really put their heart and soul into creating the documents that they created so that we might have it freely and uh, succinctly written down for us, our rights, our liberties, and uh, we, we stand by the Constitution. It's very, very important. And uh, many, many things that has given us great quality of life goes back to that document. And I thank God for it. But I do give God glory and praise for this great country. And I believe that we'll start the program off with the Gold City's patriotic melody.
That's Gold City with the patriotic melody. I like to play that on the 4th of July. As a matter of fact, now, I'll kind of condense this all, all along with an announcement as well. Uh, I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. Our church is located at 720 Capital Circle Northeast, and we are right across the road from Tom Brown Park. Uh, right in front of us is the prison, and right behind that is Tom Brown Park. And that's where they display the fireworks. <laughs> and so when I go out on the sidewalk there, because we, we have a, um, a time where we just invite people to come up to our church, and we feed them hot dogs, and we feed them, or we give them water, we play cornhole, we just have a great time. And so but when uh, it's time for the fireworks, then I'll take my chair and I'll go out and I'll sit down on the sidewalk and I will have the patriotic melody on my headset and I will play that as I'm watching the fireworks. And it really does help me to enter into the spirit of what those fireworks are all about because... The, the fireworks is a part of the celebration of America. And uh, the problem is I have it on my iPod. And, of course, uh, the fireworks last about 15 minutes, and this is right at four and a half, maybe five minutes. So I have to keep going back and uh, uh, resetting it. But then oh, something else I have to deal with is that people want to come up and talk to me while the fireworks are being displayed, and I'm trying to get into the spirit of the thing, listening to my patriotic music. I don't want to be rude to anybody, but it's just not a time that I want to be talking. I want to be celebrating because, well, I'm a, I'm a happy citizen of America. The United States of America, I was born in America, raised in America, um, I'm just thankful for to, to be a person who can say, yes, this is my country. I served in the military in the United States Navy, wore the uniform. And so, yes, I look forward to those times when the fireworks comes over the, well, it, it comes right over the prison and it's up high. You can see it. I used to be, they, they had it displayed a little differently and right to the left if you're facing the prison there right to the left there is a open field and it used to be that the fireworks would come up right behind that field and you could just see them so good oh my goodness that was just wonderful but somehow or another they've gotten shifted over and now they come up behind the prison and you don't see them quite as well but it's still good and you you, you see them uh, up there and like i said i've got the patriotic music going on my headset and uh i've just i'm just in my own world <laughs> that's just uh, I, that's just the way i roll that's that's me when i celebrate i want to celebrate welcome today to the gospel on the radio talk show i am i'm pastor jack king i am your host and have been for well over 20 years bringing this broadcast and uh, something i enjoy immensely most of the time or a lot of times i have guests here in the studio with me we do interviews we've done all types of interviews of so many different aspects of christian ministry but as i said before on days like today, 
I like to uh, just commemorate these things. We'll be doing this uh, Veterans Day. And uh, sometimes we have people from the Veterans Day Parade that comes and helps me do the show at those times. But uh, I just think it's important that we mark these times and commemorate and uh, make sure that we, uh, as we would say, pledge our allegiance to the things that we believe, the things that we are passionate about. And I am a passionate citizen of the United States of America. And some of you who are listening to the sound of my voice this morning, you are veterans, you served, uh, some of you went to combat, some of you have been in uh, harm's way as you've done your service. But uh, no matter what you did, if you wore the uniform, I salute you today, and I thank you, and uh, I appreciate what you did to help freedom ring all across the land. And uh, I'm just humbled that you would be out there present in the audience today. Um, I was thinking about this, just thinking about 4th of July. And uh, I can remember back in the the 60s uh, times when we would have 4th of July picnics and things there on the farm. Um, sometimes somebody would bring some fireworks and it wouldn't be as elaborate as what they have over at Tom Brown Park, but they'd be, they'd be okay. But uh, when I came to pastor here in Tallahassee, uh, what was we, we were then known as the Open Bible Church, and I sit down and I put together a uh, pageant for the church. And it was really good. It really was. And uh, uh, we had uh, lots of songs that we were singing. And one of our men at that time, now keep in mind, this was back in the 80s. He put together a tremendous slideshow presentation of uh, Purple Mountains, Majesty, and everything as we would, would sing the songs. And I mean, he worked so hard on this. He had, I believe, and I, I think I'm pretty close about the, about this, six or maybe eight of those slide projectors, because this is the day days before the computers were so prevalent. Now, there were computers, but nothing like what we have today. And so he used slides and those slide projectors. You know how they would work. And he'd had them all stacked up like that. And then the music would play. And then uh, myself and uh, one of my elders in the church, Brother Joel Gray, and his dad at that time, Elton, we sang uh, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And then I gave a recitation about the Gettysburg Address and uh, all that was involved in that. And uh, it was just wonderful. <laughs> it was a great presentation. Well, after that, and then, now let me finish up here. At the end of it, we had one of the older elders in the church, and uh, he came in. We had him all dressed up as Uncle Sam, and he came in passing out flags, and uh, people were just so <laughs> thrilled to see him all dressed up like Uncle Sam. It was just a great time. But after the service was over, then we had a um, dinner, and uh, Back in the in the back of the church in the fellowship hall, and I'm back there, and I'm just saying, my 
feet are killing me. <laughs> my feet, I feel like my feet are on fire. They're just killing me. <laughs> so finally, I just couldn't stand it anymore. So right there in front of everybody, I just took my shoes off. I said, I can't stand this anymore. And some way, somehow, and you're going to think this is not even possible, but you know those, those shoe trees that you put in your shoes to help stretch them out when you're not wearing them? Some way, somehow, I had managed to get my feet in there with those shoe trees still in there. And I had gone through that whole time doing that service with those shoe trees in my shoes. And my feet were just killing me. So when I pulled my shoes off, and everybody was right there, they saw it. Everybody started laughing. I think. Preacher, how in the world did you manage to get your shoes in there? But I was so caught up in putting this program on and making sure it was a success and everything that I just didn't even realize what I had done. And I had been in those shoes probably probably two hours walking around with that. Well, that's part of the story. Well, we were so happy with it that... Uh, we were hosting the uh, spring conference that same year um, here in, in our church here in Tallahassee. The spring conference is the Open Bible Churches Southeast Region that we're a part of, and we'd been asked to host the conference. And these were churches and pastors coming from down south of Florida and things. It was about a two-day event that we did here. But I told Brother Piper, our regional uh, superintendent, about this pageant that we'd put on, and uh, he was he was just real happy to hear about it. He says, "I tell you what, why don't you do that for us at the conference?" And so I got all the people together, and we rehearsed, and we practiced, and we had it ready to go. And sure enough, we we were doing it, but. <laughs> Had a little accident along the way. I told you about the brother who had uh, stacked up all of those slide projectors to uh, be able to portray the different scenes with the songs and things. We were about halfway through that thing, and something happened, and those things fell. I mean, when they fell, they fell with a boom. And now... (laughs) They're everywhere. I mean, for him to put all that stuff back together again and try to continue on, and he he was he was brave. He tried, and uh, we managed to stumble through the rest of it. But that really did kind of rain on our Fourth of July presentation. But it wasn't the Fourth of July, but that time, so maybe that was the problem. We were just doing it on the wrong day. But anyway. Those are just memories to me. The uh, times that we just set aside and we say, hey, this is a special time. This day, a lot of things happen to make this happen. A lot of sacrifice. A lot of people having to compromise to get all of those people from those 13 colonies together and to get them to be able to uh, to give and take and give and take. And I'm sure there was a lot of arguments and, and a lot of a lot of passion and a lot of heat besides the heat that they were experiencing there around the month of June, the last part of June and July. Ooh, I'm telling you what, 
that was tough, but they did it. And uh, then all these years later, we're still celebrating the United States. While the seven red and six white stripes of old glory have not changed since 1818, the five-pointed stars have been rearranged many times as new states have added their names to the Union. After decades of growing conflict with Great Britain, the colonies of Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Georgia, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maryland, South Carolina, New Hampshire, Virginia, New York, North Carolina, and Rhode Island declared their independence and against incredible odds won the Revolutionary War. Vermont became a state the same year the Bill of Rights became part of the Constitution. Kentucky and Tennessee extended the country far to the west. In 1803, with the Louisiana Purchase, the United States doubled in size, and soon Ohio, Louisiana, Indiana, and Mississippi added their stars to the flag. Illinois, Alabama, and Maine brought the number of states to 23. Missouri, Arkansas, Florida, and Texas were added as slave states amid growing controversy and tension, while Michigan, Iowa, and Wisconsin came into the Union as free. And then California brought statehood to our Pacific shore. Minnesota, Oregon, and Kansas were added to the nation as dissension led to the tragedy of civil war. West Virginia and Nevada became part of the Union during the conflict. Then Nebraska became the 37th state. The nation had nearly been torn in two, and yet it had survived. Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota, Washington, Idaho, and Wyoming filled in the beautiful lands of the Northwest with new states. 46 stars the crossroads of the West, Utah, was the last state of the 19th century, and the Sooner State of Oklahoma became the first of the 20th. Stars from 
the sunny Southwest, New Mexico and Arizona had become states by 1912, and it seemed the nation was complete. But in 1959, we added the tropical Hawaiian Islands and the huge state of Alaska. There are 50 stars that spread across a beautiful field of blue. There are 15 states that symbolize all the struggles they went through. A million stories could be told of the way this country grew. And the 50 stars that spread across a beautiful field of Fifty stars is spread across the beautiful field of blue. <laughs> I enjoy that. I'd like to play that for you on the Fourth of July. Learn a little history along the way, and uh, me being a uh, person who just loves to read, and I love to read things about history and things of that nature. And I just picked up on a couple of things there, even as they were uh, singing the song. They're talking about far to the west, Tennessee and Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky. Don't really think about it being in the west, but uh, from, I guess, from New York and the the, uh, New England area, I guess it is to the west. So that's something I learned. Also, they're talking about with with the the states that we picked up with the Missouri uh, Compromise or the Missouri Purchase. And uh, that was quite an ordeal. And I, I read a book about Lewis and Clark and their uh, adventure going up the Missouri River to uh, basically Thomas Jefferson said, hey, uh, I need you guys to go tell us what we bought. And it was fascinating, fascinating. They took a boat up the Missouri River. There were parts of the river that were rapids, and so they literally had to pick the boat up and carry it through, and they they found Native Americans, different types of tribes, all up and down the the, the river. And of course, they were friendly because they they really had not had uh, um, white people <laughs> coming up the river. They hadn't seen them. But one of the things that I enjoyed about the book that I read was that they had a dog that went with them, and it was a huge, huge dog and a, a shaggy dog of some sort. And they talked about the fleas. So that dog had so many fleas that whenever he shook, the fleas would just fall out. And uh, wherever they would go, the the natives they were just they were afraid of that dog because they'd never seen a thing like that—a dog that big. It was they said it looked like a bear. And uh, anyway, uh, that's just a, a fascinating thing to me that they made that trip. It was a—I mean, it was filled with peril <laughs> and they did it successfully and they were able to come back and give their report to the president at that time something else they talked about the first uh, state to come into the union after the turn of the century and it was oklahoma and of course i read a book about that and uh, part of oklahoma was the choctaw indian tribe 
and it was huge. I mean, it was uh, it, it, a lot of the land area of Oklahoma uh, was of the Choctaw Indian tribe. And the Choctaw Indian people, their council, they, they considered this because they, they didn't have to come in as a state, but they decided to. They decided to go ahead and, and uh, also join with uh, the rest of Oklahoma to become a part of the statehood. And that, that's, that's just part of history. It's a very interesting part of history because what would it have looked like if they had chosen a different route? But again, because they did and they, they became a part of Oklahoma, which they became a part of America, nobody even knows anything about it. But you would have if they had chosen to go a different way. There's just all kinds of things like that in history that are just fascinating things that just uh, pass right on through. And people don't even know anything about it unless you're like me and you, you like to read books. And that's why I encourage people. Uh, in fact, I was telling my, my daughter, uh, she was on the here, show here a few weeks ago. She teaches at Florida High. And during the summer, she's been teaching uh, reading classes. And I told her, I said, the thing is, if you can find books for these young people to read, the things that they're interested in, then their reading skills will develop real, real fast because they enjoy reading because it's fascinating. And like when I was a, a child growing up in the little school that I went to, uh, the Sunrise uh, School, which is out in the county in Harrison County, uh, they had these little white books. And I remember them so well. They're hardback. And they were stories about cars and a lot of the uh, historical people. They they would, would uh, be stories about them, like DeWitt Clinton and the, the inventing of the steam engine. No, those those type of people. And so uh, it was just fascinating, and it caused me to develop a love of reading. And so now I, I just love to read, and I learn a lot of things. And of course, sometimes uh, uh, when you fill your head with a lot of stuff like that and you're around people and you just start talking people want to yawn <laughs> well he just thinks he just knows everything i said no i don't know everything I, but i do know a few things because i like to read the Oak Ridge boys it's called colors white as the crosses on our soldiers graves through the rain through the sun Know these colors Never Run That's a powerful, powerful statement. And um, I've been meaning to and I've never done it, and I'm going to do it one of these days. There's an old song that I have on a 45 uh, record. Those of you know what 45s were, those are the small disc back when records were popular. And the name of the song is called Johnny Willow. And it says, Johnny Willow was a soldier in the U.S. infantry, and they sent him off to battle in 1943. And the song talks about Johnny Willow becoming a hero. 
and uh, uh, like I said, I've got a record player that my wife gave me for Christmas uh, about two years ago. I have yet to take it out of the box. Don't tell her. I, don't tell her that. Um, she never comes up here to the studio, so she doesn't know. <laughs> so don't tell on me. I'll get it fixed up, and one of the days I'll play that song for you because it's really, really good. And, uh, of course, you'll hear the scratching and all that sort of thing that you hear on a record, especially one that old. That record's probably, ooh, my goodness, 60 years old or older. Anyway, uh, and you probably could find it. Those of you who do all that uh, Googling stuff like that, you could probably find it. It's called Johnny Willow. It's good. It's a cute little song. Anyway, listen to the song there. I've just made a list of our different branches of service uh, navy and i put navy first because i was in the navy army marines air force coast guard merchant marines and the new one space force so to all of those i salute you and i thank you for your service and your um, sacrificing of yourself because like i've said before when i went into military i didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what they were going to ask me to do, but I did what they asked me to do, and you did too. Thank you. Thank you for your service and what you did to help freedom to ring across these uh, wonderful the plains, the mountains, as all the songs says, a purple mountain's majesty, the fruited plain. And I thank you for what you have done. Let me take just a moment, if I may, to first of all remind you of the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, 7 o'clock Saturday nights here on 94.1, a full hour of great Southern Gospel music. Also, the daily broadcast, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock here on 94.1. It's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God. And also the podcast. You can find these shows on the podcast, the talk show, and the daily broadcast. Type in Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee, and you'll find it there. And also the youth camp that's coming up real fast. Now, July 17 through 21 is for young people from the ages of 8 up to 18. We run two camps, a junior camp and a senior camp. It is a powerful, powerful time. And I'm encouraging you to get your young people registered for this camp. Uh, the best way to, th- to do it is just call me, area code 850-567-1703. It's 850-567-1703. And that way I can get you registered. We get the brochures and posters and stuff in your hands. Also, for those who would, you just believe in young people. And you want to see young people come to faith and young people encouraged in their walk. And you want to help. And uh, we would appreciate your help very, very much. It it costs money, I'm telling you. It costs money to do these type of things. We, we charge $150 per young person. But that does not cover all the expenses. And there are some of you, and I've, I've even challenged them on the music show, uh, our military branches. And, of course, I've had uh, Navy step up, had the Marines step up, Coast Guard stepped up, and we're still waiting on some of the other branches. They say, hey, we're not going to be outdone by the Navy and the, uh, and the Marines. <laughs> so, anyway, contributions, send them to 526 East 8th Avenue. 
Tallahassee 32303. And much appreciated. And just mark on their camp and we'll get it in the right place. We are celebrating the 4th of July. I know it's uh, the 2nd of July today, but it's just right around the corner. And uh, I hope that you enjoy that day, but do not forget what it's all about because uh, it's all about freedom and people who paid the price. You know this song. Lee Greenwood, God Bless the USA. God bless the Another powerful statement. We talked about that in one of the other songs, uh, this powerful statement when Mr. Greenwood says he said he would gladly stand and defend and um, through the generations that's it's often been called for. And I think about World War II. I mean, World War One had been over about 20 years when the conflict broke out in Europe. And of course, uh, uh, of course, I wasn't born by that time, but I've heard about it. I've read about it. The Basically, the United States of America uh, kind of asleep and just kind of observing what was going on in Europe and uh, wondering, would we get caught up in the conflict? And of course, Pearl Harbor happened. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, farm boys from all over the country and factory workers and uh, people from every corner of the nation all of a sudden became soldiers and sailors and airmen and Marines. And uh, you say, well, with the nation and people, I've heard people say this. They said, would we do that today with the generation of today would be willing to do that. And I think they would. And I know <laughs> uh, sometimes we, we look around and go, well, things are different. But the thing about freedom, it kind of gets in your system. And when, you, when you're used to being free, to say, well, I'm just going to turn my back and walk away and, away and just let them take it away from me, I don't think so. And I think that as a nation, we would rise up and we would defend as we've done in the past. And then uh, you think about, well, uh, what age, what is the age that generally goes and fights the war? And uh, it's generally young. It's young. And a lot of uh, young men and women that uh, are just... uh, Sometimes they're still in their teens, and all of a sudden they grow up real fast. The military will do that to you. It'll, it'll make you grow up fast and uh, send them off to war. It's just very, very young, and it's amazing how that has happened over the years, but people have answered the call. Now, it would be my prayer that it would never happen again, that we'd never have to send our precious young people off to war again. But unfortunately, history tells us the conflicts arise and uh, 
So we have to make the choice. Are we ready and willing to stand once again, as Mr. Greenwood was saying, and defend her still today? Well, I believe, I believe we would. I always like to play this song. It gets me. It just gets me every time. And I think you'll enjoy it. G.I. Joe. He was a streetwise kid from Philly. Oak Ridge Boys. Just 19 and 44. Joined up an uncle's army. Hit the beach and fought a war. An American love story. Not unlike a lot of others. Except G.I. Joe and Lily is my father and my mother. I told you it'd get you. <laughs> it does me. Every time. But, uh, well, it's part of the story of a great nation and a grateful nation. People like uh, G.I. Joe and Lily who served sacrificially and you may have noted in the song they said he was 19 when he went off to war so what i was talking about earlier he's 19 years old went off to war and uh changed him and it does and i've I've thought about this i said how how do people go into battle i i'm just i'm mystified by it um, like I said, I served in the military, but I never had to go to battle. And so I don't know what that's like. And how do you do it? And um, I read a, uh, a diary. Actually, it was a chronicle. It was a, made up of several diaries uh, about the Civil War. And it's thick. I mean, it's very, very thick. I read the whole thing. And it talked about, it went from one to another but it chronicled a lot of these people who went through the Civil War. And there were some of them who literally were in every major battle of the Civil War and came out of their life. And uh, it's just, and it is in the, one of the guys, he said in his diary, he said, after a while, he said, uh, you just learn how to dodge the bullets. And I'm just amazed. But the thing is, there are people who have done just this type of thing because they love their country and they were willing to sacrifice even their own life that others may have freedom. And that's why we should never, ever take this for granted. Listen to me, congregation. Now, listen to the old preacher. The prices a price that's been paid for me to be behind this microphone today just talking about our liberty. The price has been high. Many, many people have died. Much blood has been shed. We should never, ever just take it for granted. Young people, hear what I'm telling you because the thing is um, somebody turns uh, 18, 19 years of age. And right now, we're very blessed not to have a draft. But there's no guarantee that that won't return someday if, if, if there's conflicts that come. And, and uh, you know, we're a, we're a nation of about, what, uh, was it 340 million uh, 
compared to there are countries that are much much larger that we would just uh, be very small compared in the number of military people that they could field would dwarf us and uh, so we don't know we don't know who's going to be called on to serve the next generation so I think it's a it's a good admonition for us all to pray and pray for peace and uh, when I finish up these broadcasts uh, the uh, daily uh, not the daily the gospel singing in this show I always pray for peace 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 in America because I don't want to see our young people because we're talking about now my my I have uh, sons-in-laws and I have a son and they're at this stage they're all past pretty much one of them might be right on the border of that age that they would be called upon. But I have grandchildren, and I don't want to see any of them have to be in those type of conflicts. So that's why we need to pray. We need to pray for America, and we need to pray for peace all around the world, that there just not be these type of conflicts, and people could just lay down their arms and just live in peace and harmony and that uh, that would just be a love. And, of course, we know that love comes from God. And just the Spirit of God would just sweep across the world and just cause people to love one another. I think that would be just an amazing, amazing thing. But that's, that's the work of God. And that's why we pray. And the Scripture says if we humble ourselves and pray, then he will hear from heaven. And he will heal our land. The next song I'm going to play for you, it ends up with a Star Spangled Banner. It says, A Heart to Honor You. We want to do all we can to make our country great. And yet we pray passionately that we may faithfully live lives that testify to God's greatness and reflect his glory. God of our fathers, hear us, we pray. We, your children, cry out today. We are coming with such need. We are asking desperately.
reminds us how wonderful it is every time we see that star-spangled banner wave. Oh, just pray that you would just allow your Holy Spirit just to be upon us. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.